Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Make sure you are subscribed and following the show available on all of your podcast platforms. Give me a follow at WiseRye on Twitter, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Recording this uh, late Friday afternoon, early Friday evening on February 18th. And, you know, the the NBA All-Star break is here. And, you know, when we hear an all-star break, we're so used to thinking immediately, all right, well, halfway point, you know, we're gearing up for the second half. I mean, the NBA, certainly not the case. The 76ers have about, you know, 23 games to go. So this is well past the halfway point here. Uh, Much deserved rest, at least for most of the crew. Joel Embiid obviously will be involved. uh, All-star game on Sunday, but only about 20 games for the 76ers to figure out the James Harden and Joel Embiid fit uh, and hopefully in time to sync things up and get some chemistry come playoffs. Uh, I do want to recap that Bucks game last night. The 76ers were in Milwaukee, as we all know. Uh, TNT, nationally televised game. Man, that was that was a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, last night, that 76ers and Bucks matchup. The Sixers were a six and a half point dog. Um, total was right around 223, 224, depending on when you looked at looked at it. 76ers on the money line were well over two to one. Uh, Bet Rivers, I think, right before tip off, it was at plus 215. Earlier in the day uh, on Thursday, I think it was upwards of you know plus 250. So. Some great value there on the 76ers money line. If any of you out there were were bold enough, I also like to live dangerously, as Austin Powers would say, uh, to grab the 76ers on the money line. Uh, I, I love the 76ers getting six and a half. That hit uh, my trust the process player prop pick of the night for that 76ers matchup was Joel Embiid over one and a half point threes made. Uh, priced at plus 110 at Bet River Sportsbook. Well, that cashed about five minutes into the first quarter. So that was a good feeling. Uh, 76ers covered. We threw that out for you. So that was a good feeling. I also liked the under. That certainly did not hit, but that's all right. All right. We we went two for three there on on the big picks, the, the spread pick, the prop pick, uh, and then missing on the under. And I said this a couple of weeks ago 
at this point, if Joel Embiid is playing, like as long as Joel Embiid is good to go and he's suit up, suited up, if you will, for a game, and the 76ers are an underdog, it's never a bad idea to, to take the 76ers money line if they're an underdog. I didn't really emphasize that point for that Bucks game last night on Thursday night, and I, I should have. Um, but I'm reiterating, you know, even if I miss that point in the future, if you have Joel Embiid on the floor and the 76ers are an underdog, it's never a bad idea. I mean, in the NBA, we all know crazy things happen throughout the regular season. Anyone can can beat anyone. Um, and, and the 76ers have the MVP of the NBA right now in Joel Embiid. And that was on full display once again last night. Uh, Joel Embiid finished with, I have his stat line here somewhere, but 40-plus points, you know, 14 rebounds. He was just an absolute monster. You know, and and for me... It's almost gotten normal. Like the norm is for us to look at the box score at the end of a Sixers game or whenever we do and see Joel Embiid went for 30 plus, 35 plus, even 40 plus. It's really not even that big of a deal because it's happened so frequently throughout this season. So I'm not, I'm not thinking less of it or I'm not downplaying his performance on national TV against Giannis, who's a freak of his of his own. That's why they call him the Greek freak, I guess. We're on to something here, people. We're finding the 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 answers to the hard hitting questions. But for me last night, it was about Tyrese Maxey. And it wasn't his 19 points that he finished with. It was Tyrese Maxey going a perfect 10 for 10 from the foul line. And two of those foul shots were clutch icing on the cake allowing the 76ers to to close out that game and get the victory so he was eight for eight and then he knocked down two uh late in the game to close out the the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo so that's my biggest takeaway and Harden obviously not in the mix last night for that Bucks game we have still yet to uh, witness the Bearded Ones debut in a 76ers uniform. We're going to get an update on that, uh, you know, per the reports after the All-Star break, after the weekend. So we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm fine with the 76ers not rushing him back. You know, you, you can't rush him back. That, that's the worst thing that you can do right now. But if we come back from the All-Star break and, you know, he's not, ready to go for, I believe they're in Minnesota on February 25th. You know, if he's not ready to go for that one and he misses the next one, you know, like I said, this isn't the halfway point in the NBA season. This is down the stretch we come here once we uh, pick back up play after the All-Star break. So sooner the better for James Harden to get on the floor and make his debut for the 76ers because – I would be shocked if there's no growing pains with Joel Embiid and James Harden, right? Like they're going to have to figure out there's levels to this, right? The first level is James Harden's going to just have to work himself back in to playing again, being on the floor, game shape, getting himself right individually. And then he's going to have to figure out what his role is on the 76ers and how can they sharpen the edges 
for this duo, for this Joel Embiid-James Harden duo. So they're only going to have 15, 20 games to do all of that. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to come... It's going to come to me as a massive surprise if there's no growing pains at some point. So they're going to have to get James Harden into the mix. They're going to have to get him feeling right individually, and they're going to get half. They're going to have to get him and Joel Embiid and their chemistry up to speed. Not just up to speed, but if we want to talk about a championship, if we want to talk about the 76ers coming out of the Eastern Conference three to one right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, uh, then there's a long way to go. And there's not much season ahead of us. The, the majority of this NBA regular season is in our rearview mirror. So a lot of work still ahead. Not saying it's not doable, um, but there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered with not a ton of time. Not as much time, I think, uh, as, as it appears uh, with the All-Star break coming this weekend. All right, Philadelphia CityCast here presented by Bet Rivers. Thank you all once again for tuning in. So on this episode, we are going to talk some more futures market stuff and really how it relates to the 76ers and the Eastern Conference because this Eastern Conference is shaping up to be <laughs> wide open. We already know it's been wide open essentially all season, but like I've said a few times already, we're coming down the stretch and... You can't really call it, right? I felt like last night when I was watching that Sixers-Bucks game, my honest, unbiased opinion, that was the two best teams right now, right? Right now, February 18th, that game last night, that was the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. And James Harden wasn't even playing. So that's a good sign. Joel Embiid. Just need him to stay healthy and, and need him to, to continue to do everything he's been doing all season long. But I want to get a little bit more into the futures market. I'll give you the updated odds. You know, and obviously with All-Star Weekend here, uh, I will touch on uh, some of the events and the odds for each of these events coming uh, the next few days out in Cleveland for the NBA All-Star Game. And, and then on the next episode, We'll do a full preview, best bets for the All-Star Weekend. We'll have some fun with that. But I will give you the odds that are posted at Bet Rivers for the three-point contest, for the dunk contest, for the actual game on Sunday. Uh, and, and we'll continue to talk 76ers uh, and everything else going on in the Eastern Conference and NBA landscape as a whole. So all that still coming up here. Uh, keep it locked in on a Friday edition of the CityCast. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so before we uh, get into some of the odds that are posted for All-Star Weekend, three-point contest, dunk, the game, all that good stuff, uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, who VEASAN on-air host, and he's the uh, the NBA insider, NBA handicapper, if you will, for VEASAN, 
uh, does an excellent job if you don't already follow his stuff and and read his articles and follow him on Twitter and and you know everything in between. But you know he posted an NBA betting recap on Veasan.com uh, today, Friday, February eighteenth, and it was uh, it was great. And I want to get to some of what he you know wrote and uh, pointed out for us in that article if you missed it and. You know, it's just a it's just a betting recap. So the best teams against the spread, worst teams against the spread, the best uh, teams towards the over, and then vice versa with the under. So I'll start with the best teams against the spread so far uh, up to the All-Star break. The Memphis Grizzlies with John ja Morant, who's been an absolute stud. They've certainly, uh, I would say, surprised most of us here so far this NBA regular season. And they've been... They've been great, and that's obviously uh, a, a big factor, obviously because of one John Morant. They have uh, covered 38 times. They're 38-19-1 against the spread. Next up, second-best team against the spread, the Oklahoma City Thunder at 36-19-1. Um, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers at 33-21-3. Then the Miami Heat at 33-22-2. And, and then the Phoenix Suns at 32, 32, and one. Uh, the worst teams against the spread, the Brooklyn Nets. Huh, go figure. At 20, 34, and two. The Washington Wizards at 20, 32, and three. The Houston Rockets at 21, 33, and one. The Atlanta Hawks at 23, 32, and one. Uh, and then the Portland Trailblazers at 24 and 33. Real quick, the best teams towards the over and the under. Uh, for the over, Minnesota Timberwolves have been the best team. Uh, they've hit the over, I should say, the most times, 35 and 22. The Rockets, 33, 21 and 2. The Miami Heat, 34 and 23. The Lakers, 32, 23 and 2. And the Chicago Bulls, 32, 24 and 2. And then for the under, the Dallas Mavericks, 20, 35 and 2. Cleveland, 20, 35 and 2 as well. Your 76ers, 22 and 34. Boston, 23, 34 and 1. And Oklahoma City, 23, 33 and 1. So I, I bring that up and I just list all of the rankings there for a minute. Maybe a little bit boring, but the reason I do that is because this all tells a story to me, right? Like, let's just, let's start with the worst team against the spread, the Brooklyn Nets. All right, they are your odds-on favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference at plus 260, despite being way down in the Eastern Conference standings. Now, the East is, is wide open, and it's a tight race, and a lot can change. They can catapult themselves into the top four or five, you know, probably rather quickly, at a quick turnaround, if you will, but we haven't seen that happen yet. And they're a team that gets a lot of love from the public. They're a team that gets a lot of love from a variety of groups of people, right? Whether it's the betting public, whether it's insiders, national media, whatever it may be, you know, their, their odds to come out of the East and their, their expectation and hype has certainly not come anywhere close to the actual product and results that we've seen them put out there on the floor. And I understand Kyrie's been a part-time player. Uh, KD's been hurt. James Harden's been frustrated and now he's gone. Now they're dealing with uh, 
you know, trying to work in Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and when will Ben Simmons make his debut for Brooklyn. Like, There's plenty happening with the Brooklyn Nets. I understand that. I'm not sitting here saying they stink. But at some point here, we may have to start to knock them off their high horse, right? Like at some point, like it's amazing. After the trade, and I talked plenty about this after the Harden-Ben Simmons trade, you know, immediately, way too many people just instantly forget about Ben Simmons. Like, oh man, they're getting a great player in Ben Simmons. Like, did you not remember the last time we saw him play? And did you not follow this entire story with how he acted? Like, if you want to knock James Harden with how, how he's acted, I mean, you certainly have to knock Ben Simmons, right? Like, so there's plenty of question marks that we have no clue what the answers will be as it relates to the Brooklyn Nets. Worst record against the spread. Uh, and, and that's certainly due to them being favored in plenty of games that they lose outright. Uh, and, and games where they're the underdog and not cover. Obviously, that's how it works when when uh, betting against the spread. But uh, I just think they've been massively overpriced in every market thus far leading up to the All-Star break. And that's what you get. And then the rest of the teams that they're clumped in with for the top five worst against the spread thus far uh, are just really bad teams. Washington, Houston, and Portland. Then you have a team in Atlanta that's massively underachieved. Right, Like I talked about the Memphis Grizzlies, and we'll transition now to the best teams against the spread. And I mentioned Memphis being the best in the NBA thus far. Uh, Atlanta has massively underachieved. And Memphis, I don't know if we should say massively, but they've certainly overachieved and, and come onto the scene here quicker than uh, a lot of us would have predicted prior to the season. So you have Memphis playing well and not getting any love from odds makers, the betting public, uh, and just the overall perception on them. You have the Oklahoma City Thunder, who they're not a great team, but they play hard every night, right? Like they play hard every night, and they're going to be underdogs more times than not, and they're going to be able to cover at least that number, maybe not win those games outright, but they're going to be able to cover those numbers uh, where they're not getting you know much love at all. Same goes to Cleveland. Cleveland's had another surprising year they're another team i should say that's had a surprising year uh, and and they're a team they had that stretch where they covered like 12 straight games at one point uh earlier in the season you know they're a team that's still not going to get a ton of love from the average better uh from the betting public as a whole and you know just the overall perception with cleveland same goes for miami and same goes for phoenix and phoenix number is number one in the western conference they're what like 46 and 10 they're on a mission uh, but they're still a team that certainly gets a ton of respect now at this point compared to last year. But I still don't think the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat, both of them, get the respect and attention that they truly deserve. It, it certainly doesn't equal the results and production that we see them put out there on the floor game to game uh, throughout the season leading up to the break. Um, you know, you look at the best teams – not the best, but the teams that have gone under their total the most, and the 76ers being one of them. You know, Boston is also one of those teams, and Boston has turned things around real quick in the past couple of weeks. They're playing excellent basketball. Uh, Cleveland and Oklahoma City, two teams that play really hard every night. Uh, so there, there's, there's a story here with these records and, you know, top five out of all of these categories 
best and worst records against the spread and teams that have gone over the most on the totals and then vice versa with the under. And that sort of transitions us a little bit to the futures market. And I, I've been talking a lot about this this week, but you know, I think it's, it's a hot topic of conversation right now as, you know, this is a good time to assess where we're at in our betting year for the, uh, for the NBA regular season. It's a good time to assess where the 76ers are at and, you know, whatever team you may be following, if you're not a Philadelphian out there, we have this Eastern conference that's completely wide open. We have a team like the Boston Celtics uh, that have turned things around really quickly, right? So where are the buy low opportunities once again? And just to recap some things that I said earlier in the week and bring a couple new points to the table, you know, if I have to take the 76ers aspect out of it for a second and be unbiased, which I'm always, I always do my best at that. But, you know, if we have to just table the 76ers for a minute, this Eastern Conference is wide open. Like, who knows what's going to happen with Brooklyn, as I just talked about for a few minutes. I don't trust them with a 10-foot pole right now, <laughs> right? Like, the Milwaukee Bucks are plus 275. The 76ers are 3-1. to one. You know, I, I think there's a ton of value on the Heat. I know it's not a huge number at plus 550, but... You know, they're, they're tied for first right now in the Eastern Conference. They're going to be a tough out uh, with arguably the best head coach in the entire NBA, I would say certainly in the Eastern Conference right now, in SPO. Uh, so I think there's some slight value with the Miami Heat, a plus 550 to come out of the East. I love the Boston Celtics number in a buy low opportunity at 13 to 1, and that's going to continue to drop probably pretty quickly here uh, if they continue their winning ways when we return from the break. And then even teams like the Chicago Bulls at 13 to 1, who are also tied for first place in the Eastern Conference. And Cleveland at 20 to 1, who's been playing well. I don't listen, I don't think Cleveland's going to come out of the East. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. But 20 to 1 is a good number, right? 20 to 1 is a number that uh it's just a great buy low opportunity that you can flip that ticket and you can you can have a few different outs with a 20 to one ticket for a team that's uh, right in the thick of things in the Eastern conference. So um, interesting stuff. And, you know, I was, uh, I was a guest on the look ahead last night on VEASAN. Uh Scott Seidenberg is the host Sunday to Thursday, 1am to 4am Eastern time. He's, you know, the overnight show host for VEASAN, if you will, Sunday to Thursday. And, you know, he, he started talking about how, he made a bet on DeMar DeRozan to win NBA MVP at 50 to 1. And the guy's just, you know, he, listen, DeMar DeRozan is having an MVP season. He really is. It's just Joel Embiid has been able to one up him a little bit. But if I have to go worst case scenario for Joel Embiid, meaning how does Joel Embiid not win this NBA MVP award, right? Here's how it happens. James Harden comes into the fold. There's growing pains. They lose a few more games than they should. Joel Embiid maybe misses a few games. It doesn't have to be a lot, right? I'm not saying knock on wood. He has a horrific injury that puts him out for weeks. But, you know, even if he misses over a stretch of 20, 23 games, if he misses five of those games and the Sixers go one in four in those games and then they have some growing pains with both Joel Embiid and James Harden on the floor, right? And they lose a couple more that they shouldn't. 
my point is this Eastern Conference is wide open and the 76ers are still looking up, right? They're, they're third in the East right now, but, you know, that's after a big win last night, Thursday in Milwaukee. You know, they're bouncing around. You know, they lose one game, they're in sixth in the East. They win the next night, they're in third in the East. There, there's not much separation between any of these teams in the Eastern Conference. So my point is, we come back from the break, the 76ers sort of have that worst-case scenario, which isn't even the end of the world, but for Joel Embiid winning MVP, that's the best way I can make my point. They drop some more games than they should, and the Chicago Bulls keep winning, and DeMar DeRozan keeps putting up these numbers. And let's say we fast forward to the finish line of the NBA regular season, and the Chicago Bulls are, you know, first in the Eastern Conference or even second in the Eastern Conference, and DeMar DeRozan's averaging 28 a game. It's a pretty strong case to give that dude the MVP, is it not? Right? Like, are you going to give the award to Joel Embiid on a fourth or fifth place team in the Eastern Conference? Listen, I'm not sitting here saying he's not deserving, all right? Everyone put your pitchforks down. Do not charge the castle here. Joel Embiid should win the award. He has been by far the best player on planet Earth, but I would say right behind him is DeMar DeRozan, and I think that's going to be something to keep a close eye on when we come back from this All-Star break. All right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. We will have one more episode here uh, released on Saturday to wrap up the week here. And we'll get a little bit more into the All-Star Weekend on the next episode. My best bets. We'll dive deeper into the wagering menu. But here are some of the, you know, the, the, the big heavy-hitting items, if you will, uh, on the wagering menu for NBA All-Star Weekend. Everything is posted, so go check out BetRivers.com. They did an excellent job, as always, giving you plenty to bet on uh, over the next couple of days for all of the events. Uh, the three-point contest odds are out. The favorite is Luke Kennard at plus 450. He's the co-favorite, I should say, with Trey Young, also at plus 450. You have Carl Anthony Towns in the contest, and he has the lowest odds uh, I shouldn't say the lowest, you know, the highest odds to, uh, you know, win the three-point contest at 12 to 1. All right, so on the next episode, is that worth sprinkling, you know, a couple uh, couple bucks on? Cat to win that three-point contest at 12 to 1. They also have an option, you know, just a player to reach the three-point contest final, yes or no. All right, so we'll dive into that. Um, but Luke Kennard and Trey Young are your co-favorites to win the three-point contest. You also have guys like Patty Mills, Van Vliet, Bain, Levine from the Chicago Bulls, and uh, C.J. McCollum at plus 650 as well. So we'll get more into all of that. The dunk contest, once again, I mean, what happened to the dunk contest? You know, it used to be if you're, if you're a star in this league, you have to you have to participate in the dunk contest at least once in your career, and and LeBron sort of ended that trend uh, when he decided to never sign up for it. So we have Jalen Green and Obi Toppin; they're your co-favorites to win the dunk contest at plus one ninety. Uh, we have Cole Anthony at plus two fifty, and then Toscano Anderson at plus five fifty. I will say this: like I, I did my weekly you know, crossover episode with Will Hill earlier in the week. And he was, he was a hater on the dunk contest. And 
there was a, a long stretch of time, you know, that the dunk contest wasn't any good because you, you know, how many dunks are out there for these guys to do, right? We, we, it feels like we've seen everything. We've seen a guy jump over a car. We've seen Vince Carter back in 2001. We've seen the between the leg stuff. We've, we've seen the behind the back stuff. We've seen the entire arm in the basket. We've seen off the side of the backboard, catch it between the legs. Like there's only so much these guys can do. They are human beings, right? But the past couple of years, it has surprised me, right? So I'm I'm a guy that that will turn on the three point contest and watch it, uh, and, and I will turn on the dunk contest and watch it, uh, and I certainly will have some action involved because I'm I'm excited to watch it regardless. So I'll throw a couple bucks uh, in all of these contests throughout the weekend. So be on the lookout for the next episode where we'll go through the best bets for each event as well as the All-Star Game. And I'm excited to talk about the All-Star Game MVP. We'll dive into that deeply in the next episode as well. So uh, there you have it. Thank you all once again for tuning in. It's been fun. As always, I've been your host, Ryan Rothstein, Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night. Good luck on all of your bets. And we'll talk All-Star best bets on the next episode. Until then, peace. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.